Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Welcome back, all. Hopefully what I write for today's episode will make sense. I'm working on this episode while my five-year-old is running from one end of the house to the other in anticipation of watching my parents' new robot vacuum. Not a Roomba, but that style. Oh, and she's also watching Daniel Tiger, and if that isn't a foil for the Iliad, I'm not sure what is. (laughs) Yes, today is a Wednesday, or it is if you're listening to the episode the day it drops, and that means it's an Iliad day. We are up to book 16, and after a great deal of rising action, we will finally see a shift in the events of the war. When we last left our heroes, the Trojans had reached the Greek ships and set them on fire. When Book 16 opens, the fires are still raging, but the story picks up with Patroclus. Patroclus has finally made it back to Achilles' camp. He weeps for the lost, for the wounded, because he has a heart. Achilles scoffs and asks why he's crying. Only little girls cry. Look at the little girl Patroclus. And Patroclus is a true friend who won't put up with this sort of toxic masculinity, so he tells Achilles exactly what he thinks of this attitude. Not that Patroclus doesn't buy into other aspects of toxic masculinity, but anyway. Patroclus tells Achilles that he, as in Achilles, could turn the Trojans back if he'd just go back to the battlefield. But Achilles refuses. I mean, remember how Agamemnon took the girl that Achilles had been given? That was so unfair. Patroclus rolls his eyes and suggests an alternative. If he puts on Achilles' armor, then maybe everyone will think that he's actually Achilles. And then maybe they'll get the same morale boost as if Achilles actually were on the battlefield. Okay, Achilles says, but you need to come straight home once you've driven the the Trojans out of the camp. Maybe Achilles isn't such an ass after all. Oh, no, wait, he's not done. He has to explain his reasoning. If you do this, they will totally give me the girl back, and I'm going to get so much honor and glory. So, yeah, never mind, he's still an ass. There is a lengthy description of Patroclus suiting up in Achilles' armor. And what does that signal the start of? An Aristia. And if you need a content warning, take a moment to think about how an Aristia ends. But this really is a lengthy description, and in it we learn about Achilles' chariot, for example. Um, Automedon is his driver, and he has three horses. One is Pedasos, and he's a pretty great horse. He has to be because he runs with Xanthos and Balios, and those two horses are immortal. While Patroclus suits up, Achilles goes to the Ant-Men, I mean Myrmidons, and gets them to suit up too. And the ruse works. Patroclus leads the Ant-Men, Myrmidons, into the fray, and everyone thinks that he's Achilles. The Trojans start to flee, and the Greeks take full advantage. A number of Trojans are killed by a number of Greek heroes, and the Trojans are driven away from the Greek ships. And we've reached the point at which Achilles had told Patroclus to come home. But he doesn't. 
He's in the heat of the battle, and it's going so well. He continues to push the Trojans back. The narrator stops talking about anyone other than Patroclus. He kills one and another and another and then another nine. Yeah. Sarpedon sees this and determines that he will be the one to stop Patroclus' advance. He manages to kill Pedasos, the one mortal horse hitched to Achilles' chariot, but he is not able to stop Patroclus. No. Patroclus kills Sarpedon instead, and as he dies, he calls out to Glaucos, his BFF, to take up the fight. Uh, Glaucos is grief-stricken and enraged by this occurrence. He calls on Apollo to heal his wounds so that he can rescue Sarpedon's body from the Greeks. Oh, Sarpedon's dad, by the way? Zeus. Apollo does as asked. Uh, Glaucos urges Hector on, and the Trojans start really fighting back. There is a brief interlude in which Zeus debates what to do to Patroclus in response to Sarpedon's death. He decides not to intercede at this point, but he does send Apollo to rescue the corpse of his son after the Greeks have stripped him of his armor. Patroclus fights even more violently, killing another nine, and he follows the Trojans back onto the field between the Trojan city and the Greek encampment. Apollo reminds him of his promise to Achilles, but Patroclus doesn't care and continues his pursuit. Since that doesn't work, Apollo instead goes to Hector and tells him to kill Patroclus. As Hector fights, Patroclus manages to kill Cabriones, Hector's charioteer. The two men begin to fight over the body of Cabrinis, and in the ensuing melee, Patroclus kills another 27 Trojans. And then Apollo pushes Patroclus from behind, and then he knocks his helmet off. Apollo really doesn't play fair. And before Patroclus can recover from this sneak attack from a god, Euphorbus stabs him, and Hector finishes the job. Still furious, Hector pronounces that the body of Patroclus will be left for the vultures. Patroclus is not dead yet and gets in a great parting shot. Gloat all you want, but you only killed me because Apollo helped you. You and Euphorbus, who no one had ever even heard of until he got glory by killing me. Two others killed me first. Have a bronze medal. Okay, he didn't exactly say the last part, but he does tell Hector that Achilles will avenge his death. And then he really does die. Hector is struck by this. He continues speaking to the corpse, saying that there's no way to know this. It's just as likely that he will kill Achilles, just as he killed Patroclus. He pulls his spear back out of Patroclus and continues fighting as the book ends. I'm trying to remember if I cried the first time I read this part of the Iliad. I might have. I definitely cried in this retelling, although I was just listening to an episode of Terrible Thanks for Asking, so that might have something to do with it. Patroclus is my favorite character in this epic. Sure, it may be a literary necessity for him to die, but he still doesn't deserve it. I mean, even when he's not being a total ass, Achilles is still an ass. He's in it for the honor and glory, and Patroclus is in it for the people. 
We see this conflict throughout, which is more important, the men who fight by your side or winning honor and glory for yourself. And in Patroclus and Achilles, we see these two choices in action. A major plot point in this book is something we'll continue to see, and that's the role of dead bodies. Um, It is in fighting over Sarpedon's body that Patroclus is killed, and Hector has decreed that Patroclus' body be left for the vultures to devour. And while there may be cultures that practice sky burial, the ancient Greeks were not among them. What we see is that the way a person treats the dead says something about their values. And what does that tell us about ourselves? Uh, What value do we give dead bodies? What are the reasons we might choose to devalue a dead body? I've said this in other episodes. The Iliad is not about race, at least not as we know it today. But what it teaches us about humanity still applies to the world today. And to the world today is about race. What did you think when about Hector um, before this book? We've seen him as a wonderful, caring, loving husband and father, right? But, but what do you think about him now? And why might your opinion have changed? And now how can you apply this lesson to your own life? So come share your thoughts about Achilles, Patroclus, and everything that happens in Book 16 over at the blog. The link, as always, is in the show notes. On Friday, we'll look at episode four of The Power of Myth. So I'll talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.